Master Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Oh shit, Master Jeff in the house. Greetings from Podcastville. This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. SeedsHereNow.com offers seeds from all of the industry's leading breeders, including TH Seeds, Swamp Boys Genetics, and of course, Irie Genetics. Everything at SeedsHereNow.com is backed by an award-winning satisfaction guarantee, and for my friends on a tight budget, SeedsHereNow.com offers several packs for under $30, as well as amazing monthly sales. Make sure to use coupon code GFYH10 while checking out to save a few bucks. Once again, that is coupon code GFYH10 while checking out at SeedsHereNow.com. Yeah, welcome back, podcast world. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff, and this is episode 652 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to address the second half of the question from Billy Podunk in the last episode. But before we get there, let's do a few shout outs to a few of the kind of folks who support the show on Patreon. Let's start off with the big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you. Shout out to my friend Brian C. Let's send a big thank you shout out to the captain and commander of the Irie Army. I want to send a big thank you shout out to my buddy Lemur Priest. Also, happy late birthday, bro. Let's send a big thank you shout out to my buddy Smoke. What? I want to send a big thank you shout out to a longtime supporter and a good friend. Let's send a big thank you to my buddy John Bendit. I want to send a big thank you shout out and a big hug to my friend Miss Mel. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Zoso J. Bro, keep the great photography coming. I want to send a big thank you shout out to my friend Kurt Z. Let's send a big fist bump to the Canacrat. I want to send a big thank you shout out to Brad and Easy057. And then let's wrap it up with the big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you shout out to my buddy Rosin Man. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen. And of course, there is a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends. Welcome to the show, everybody. If you are watching on the video uh, service, that's probably YouTube. If you're watching on a video format, you may have noticed by now, if things went well, I am probably recording, uh, showing this episode in a multi-camera format. Uh, big thanks to the Patreon crew for making that possible. Uh, the multi-camera, the multi-angle format has been fun to learn. Uh, a couple of headaches in that one, but I make it fun. I will learn it. I will just keep making this show better and better. Thank you for all of the compliments, uh, the words of encouragement, the words of advice, the tips and tricks on working the new gear. I do appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for the Patreon contributions, uh, the words of encouragement, the tips, the tricks, the advice, the high fives, the boosts, all of that stuff does mean the world to me. I really appreciate it. Do not stop, you guys. The email address is hotmail.com. Twitter is at GFYH Podcast. And of course, there's the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. Keep the love coming. It does keep the vibe high over here in the Grow From Your Heart studio. All right, I don't want to ramble too much. Uh, I think I got rambly in the last episode, so I'm going to try to keep this one kind of tight. But every time I say that, it's like I jinx myself. Every time I say, let's keep it quick and tight and do a quick episode, that is when I go off the rails. I do want to keep it kind of quick, kind of tight in this one because I want to make sure to get this camera and this camera synced up and edited properly and do a proper multi-cam show. 
we'll see what we do. You guys will know how it went when the show comes out. If I'm just staring one direction, something went awry and I got some work to do. We'll figure it out. You guys, I'm having nothing but fun learning all of this gear. Nothing but fun. It's a good time. I love all this tech toys. We live in the future and it's fucking amazing. All right. So I did say I was going to jump into the second half of the questions from our friend uh, Billy Podunk from the last episode. In the last episode, Billy did ask why a Golden Goat Backcross, and I took a little bit of time to explain why a Golden Goat Backcross. I got a lot of great feedback on that one. Um, then we asked why the story of Golden Goat. I talked a little bit about the story of Golden Goat. Then the next question is, can you tell the story of Daybreaker? And that does segue into, can you talk about the story of Arise? Because of course, Arise is Golden Goat and Daybreaker. So let's talk a little bit about Daybreaker. Daybreaker uh, is another strain that once again, I acquired from another source. The Golden Goat was a gift from my friend Pineapple Express. Uh, shout out to that dude if you're around. Hope you're well, brother. Uh, the Daybreaker was a gift from our friends at Gage Green Genetics. Uh, Gage Green Genetics is another seed company. They're doing a lot of things. Um, they actually inspired. So I was given the Daybreaker. They inspired a lot of my naming schemes. They had a lot of strain names with one word, inspirational or motivational type words are words that they were using for a little while. They had a strain name called Devotion. And I just felt like uh, when I used their strain that I should put their name into uh, the works into the name of the cross to kind of honor the name of the plant, which is why Arise, uh, Daybreaker to Golden Goat, got a one word, inspirational, motivational, uplifting type feeling word of a name and Arise was the best you can do. So um, let's, let's get back on track here. Daybreaker, the story of Daybreaker. Where did the Daybreaker came from? It came from uh, Gage Green Genetics, very uh, innovative folks in the cannabis business. Uh, Gage Green Genetics, not the other gauge. There's a lot of other fake gauges out there. Uh, they are gauge green genetics has been around for a long time. That's the OG gauge. Uh, so daybreaker daybreaker is a chem D female. We got the chem dog D female pollinated by a Joseph OG male. I do not know the entire story of the Joseph OG male. That was not my OG male plant to the best of my knowledge. That was an OG male gifted to the gauge green genetics group or the gauge green group. Uh, there's mainly a couple of guys. Uh, Mike and Keyplay that are mainly Gage Green Genetics. And I'm just speaking to the best of my knowledge. I could be wrong about anything with Gage Green. That's not my company, just people that I've worked with, uh, people in the industry. So uh, Gage Green is mainly uh, Mike and Keyplay, and they run Gage Green. I got off topic of where I was going there. Anyway, I acquired the, uh, so they got the Joseph OG. That's where I was. They got the Joseph OG mail. To the best of my knowledge, Joseph OG came from their friend Joseph, who unfortunately passed away, uh, is the story that I was told. All of that is cannabis legend and story. I don't have any verification of that. That's the best of what I know. I like to tell you the story behind a strain and a plant. So there was Joseph, who gave the Joseph OG to our friends at the Gage Green Group. Gage Green Group then used the Joseph OG to pollinate a Chem D. The Chem D, of course, uh, sought out or uh, searched out Chem Dog strain from uh, chem dog and the legend of the 13 beans. If you have not done the research on chem dog and the legend of the 13 beans, I definitely recommend that story. It's all over the internet somewhere. That's stuff you should know if you're interested in cannabis. So our folks at gauge green group took the Joseph OG. Uh, that's probably an OG. They called it OG. That's an OG Kush. Then they pollinated that to the chem D that made daybreaker seeds. Uh, daybreaker was a great cross. Why did I love the daybreaker? 
Why did I personally love the Daybreaker? I had a couple of female phenotypes, and of course I had a male, which I used for breeding, which we'll talk about in a little bit. The female phenotypes had a uh, gassy, um, like a fresh rubber burnt tennis ball kind of a smell. If you open up a can of tennis balls, there's a very distinct smell that kind of comes out distinct, right? It's got stink in it. Uh, this smell comes out and it just smells really, it's a pungent, uh, rubbery, dry, but pungent smell. It's almost got a gassiness sort of a thing to it. Sometimes when I buy new stickers, uh, if I get bulk stickers from a sticker printer, sometimes they have a skunky, chemically sort of a smell to it. And that's kind of what a lot of these uh, Daybreaker phenotypes are smelling like. It was gassy. It was funky. I describe it as cushy and diesel-y, which makes sense because there's cush and chem in there. It's got those flavors. But if you don't know what cush and chem smell like, then you've got to make those up as well. So it's like chemicals and burnt plastic and tennis balls and all kinds of wonderful, terrible smells come from their swampy uh, foot aromas, dirty armpit aromas, body odors, a lot of that sort of stuff. The leaves on these plants were gigantic. The leaves that were coming from the daybreaker seeds, uh, the plants were gigantic. You could serve fucking dinner on the size of these leaves. They were dinner plates, which leads into later on why I chose to use this plant for breeding. Uh, it would make beautiful purple colors, but it did have like a, a stretchy sort of a structure, just that OG Kush sort of a thing that OG Kush does. It doesn't menorah out like some of your uh, more uh, sought after tr uh, stretchy kind of shaped plants. The sought after shape is what I was trying to say. My brain is really ahead of me today. I know what I'm trying to say, but my fucking mouth can't keep up. It makes more of a lanky, stretchy sort of a thing, but it's worth it because the quality of the buds that it puts out are so pungent and so delicious. It's got like burnt rubber and mothballs and chocolate and all that chemically stuff going on. But then they're just little dense golf balls that are so hard and so coated in resin that when you put them in a bag, like two little nugs is an eighth. And people are like, that's not eighth, bro. And they put it on the scale and it weighs four. And they're like, holy shit. Like I just, it was just such good herb. And for the era, when I found it and discovered it, that's when the cush and the rock buds and the tight dense shit, that's when that was super popular. So the daybreaker was great for that OG stank funk stuff. So that is the daybreaker. Let's talk a little bit about daybreaker was the first question. The story of the daybreaker. I don't know the inspiration behind breeding that. I don't know that that wasn't my work. I acquired a package of seeds. I was a tester for the Gage Green Group for a really long time. Uh, they sent me the Starlet Kush. I used the Starlet Kush. Uh, I was a tester of that one. And I actually took photos of that and sent those to Gage. And they put that, they didn't put them on there. They submitted them to Skunk Magazine. And uh, humble brag, my photos of Gage Green Group's Starlet Kush was on the cover and the centerfold of Skunk Magazine. So most of the time when you're looking up Starlet Kush from Gage Green Group, most of those photos you see will be my photos with the red background, uh, with the blue background. Those are my photos. Uh, big up. Big thanks for the, the checking out my photos. But I was a tester for Gage. Um, I tested a lot of stuff for Gage, a lot of winners, some things that I wouldn't have told him to put out. And he listened. He took good advice. They took good advice. Uh, they took my my word. Um, they used what I had to say as input. Um, they didn't just discredit me. So after testing for them for a long time, they just started sending me stuff randomly. And then I got a pack of Daybreaker and thought, I'm going to grow the shit out of these because I liked the description. I uh, grew it and found a couple of great females that stuck around for a little bit. I grew them. I worked with them. I smoked them. I played with them. Uh, I shared clones of those. But I found a male that was just amazing. Most of what I'm known for breeding is very sativa heavy. It's got that panic attack. It's got the longer skinny leaves. It grows tall and skinny. 
and I was kind of breeding myself into a box with a lot of that stuff. I was just breeding the same thing, the Lemon Jeffrey, the Golden Goat Crosses, uh, a lot of Golden Goat Crosses. So it was all coming out, kind of, it was kind of going the same direction. And I wanted to try something new. Also, I had in mind of making a couple of back crosses and other things. So I saw this Daybreaker male with these big wide fan leaves and these purple colors, and it didn't want to drink. The Daybreaker just doesn't want water. You can not feed that bitch for twice as long as all the other plants, not water her, and she will be just fine. Uh, when you do water her, the leaves stay droopy because the leaves were so big that when you water her, the leaves would just stay there. And she looked angry when you'd water her. That plant wanted it really, really dry. And that's a good trait because that buys me time. That means the offspring later possibly won't need as much water. I can water it and then actually go for uh, a couple of days without having to water those plants. I can go take a break, go on vacation, maybe go see fish, maybe go do some stuff. So uh, I saw this daybreaker plant and I saw this male plant. And this male plant that was coming out, when I would rub the stem, it smelled disgusting. It had the most pungent disgusting aromas coming out of it. And I thought, this is a breeder plant. I need to breed with this. It was making purple colors. Uh, I was making trichomes at a beautiful shape, a beautiful structure. It was just as a breeder, I knew this dude right here needs to do some fucking pollen chucking in this room. So I put him in a room with several females. Uh, a lot of the stuff never got put out. The daybreaker crosses, uh, there were probably... When I make a cross, I don't just put one female in the room. That's not like that. That's cool. You're going to make a new cross, but why not put seven or eight females in there? Whatever your legal limit, whatever your space limit is, something like that. Put a lot in there. Make a lot of seeds. If you're going to do it, do it. So I had a lot of females in the room at the time. There was um, a Girl Scout cookies plant in the in the room. That one got called Coffee Cake, the Girl Scout cookies to Daybreaker. Um, there was... There were a lot in there. I can't even remember all of them right now. Um, Flow to Daybreaker. There was a bunch of good shit in there. There was a lot of good shit in there. I still have a lot of it also. Um, now my inbox is going to blow up. But uh, coffee cake, you guys. Anyway, so I thought I'm going to put the Golden Goat in there because Golden Goat, my selections on breeding um, are very important in my opinion. Selection is key. It was very important that I chose good breeding plants. I put Golden Goat in there. Because Golden Goat was so completely different from this Daybreaker plant. Why would I want to make Daybreaker to Daybreaker? Why would I want to put Chocolate, Mothballs, Gas, and Funk to more Chocolate, Mothballs, Gas, and Funk? That's going to come out the same thing. Or or the breeding is going to be so weird that those two, all those powerful traits, the Gas, Mothballs, Funk, Chocolate, Tennis Balls, all those terps are going to meet in the middle and they're just going to cancel each other out and it's going to come out smelling like raspberries or something. Like weird shit like that happens in breeding. What I would rather do is take this chocolate funk and mix it into other things like the strawberry starburst. You get strawberry chocolate funk. The girls got cookies. It was kind of similar there, but you know, you got to cross everything to the fucking cookies. Uh, the platinum tangy, because then you get the orange to the chocolate funk. That's kind of my idea when I'm breeding to the lemon skunk. There is actually daybreaker to lemon skunk. Those seeds really do exist, uh, but things like that so that I can make new shit. I don't want to just replicate and duplicate all the terps that are already happening. There's enough uh, dessert and gas and fucking kush kind of smells. Like there's already cake and fucking Twinkies and terps that's already happening everywhere. So I want to make some new shit. I try to open up my breeding, not bottle my bottleneck myself into one direction. So selecting this golden goat to the daybreaker, I knew there was going to be some amazing shit coming out of that. The golden goat, we've talked about her. High potency. Everything I breed to the golden goat comes out highly potent. Uh, golden goat to itself, golden goat as a male, golden goat as a female. 
anything I breed with the golden goat, it comes out magical. So uh, I took the Daybreaker male, uh, beautiful structure, stank ass aroma, making purple colors, purple trichomes, the leaves were purple, big giant leaves. The leaves would turn black and start crinkling up toward the end of the flowering phase. I took this male and I put him in a room with all these other girls. And in that room was the golden goat. So we did some pollen chuck in. Now we have got a golden goat female pollinated by that daybreaker male. That made a rise. What a rise. One of my flagship strains, one of my most popular strains. A rise tested at, I don't even want to say the numbers without pulling it up somewhere because nobody ever believes me. It was 35.84% THCA. It was grown by our friends at Organtica in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I think Miles was in charge of that grow. Either way, I know Miles touched it, and it was all his fault that it was really good. Shout out to my buddy Miles. Big up to Tim. Shout out to the entire Organtica crew. Shout out to everybody out there in Albuquerque. Hope you're doing well. Big up to New Mexico. Uh, cannabis legalization. What? Good job, you guys. Um, Where the hell was I? Arise. Arise. Uh, Daybreaker and Golden Goat Cross, right? Um, Arise was Golden Goat and Daybreaker. I knew that it was going to be a champion. I grew a bunch of seeds out of that out immediately. And very early on, they were just taking off. They were just going, Whoa. most of the other seeds, um, I buy seeds from other breeders. I pop a lot of other seeds. I've bred a lot of other seeds. Other seeds in that room were just not doing what Arise was doing. Arise was arising to the occasion. She was fucking taking off. He was taking off. There were boys and girls in there. They were all exploding with growth. And I was like, think I'm onto something here. And I watched a few of the other crosses in the room and they were growing, they were doing their thing, but that arise just kept going and going. Every phenotype I grew of that was a winner. I couldn't find one from that batch of arise that I didn't want to keep. Uh, those, the first batch was labeled A, B, C, D, E, uh, all the way up to G, I think. Uh, a and E were kept around for a very, very long time. F was around for quite a while. I've crossed, I've made F2s of A and E and F, uh, and possibly a couple others that I don't talk about as much. Uh, then from another batch, I discovered um, number four and number eight. And these are females. These were all female uh, Arise crosses, Arise F1s that I was keeping around. Um, I've made F2s with the, the same male, uh, the Solomon male, the male that's been dubbed Solomon, but I kept him around. Um, I made F2s of the number eight, the number four, the number seven, E, A, F, possibly G. That sounds like a fucking guitar chord right there. E, A, F, G. It sounds like a fucking guitar structure, chord structure. Uh, but I made F2s of a lot of those. Uh, there were so many good phenotypes around that I just couldn't. There were subtle differences, but like so many similarities. Some were kind of more golden goat. Some were kind of more OG Kush. And if you smoke OG Kush or Chemdog, you get fucking high as shit from those. If you smoke golden goat, you get high as shit. So either buzz was completely desirable. Sometimes I'm sit on, would end up sitting on the couch. Sometimes I'd end up fucking saying, I'm going to go sit down and watch TV. And I'd end up in the kitchen cooking food and cleaning the basement all at the same fucking time. So it was like, it was just tremendous herb. Every phenotype had something to offer. The smells were like sweet kush. How can you go wrong with sweetness and kush? So that was a rise. Uh, then we'll talk about the arise male who was known as King Solomon. I found a boy in that batch of seeds. I actually pheno hunted a boy out of that batch of seeds. I went through several seeds looking for the perfect male because I knew, I just knew there was a male in that batch of seeds that was going to pass on the magic that I saw in that original cross. When I first grew that first batch of F1 Arise seeds, I saw them like 
they didn't come out of the soil. They fucking kicked the soil out of the way and they came out screaming like, we're fucking here and we're going to grow and you cannot stop us. And I was like, holy shit, these plants are onto something. I thought they were all boys because usually male plants grow with that kind of vigor, but these female and male plants were all just taken off. So I wanted to make that vigor continue. So I found a few of my favorite female plants. Of course, that's how I do it. Like I said before, if I'm going to pollinate something, I'm going to pollinate a whole bunch of fucking somethings. So I found my daybreaker male and I put a bunch of ladies in the room and I just started pollinating things. And here we are today. I've got probably, I want to say that King Solomon um, is probably responsible for nearly a hundred crosses, probably uh, 50 of them have been released, probably maybe close to that. I don't know. But that daybreaker pollinated the golden goat, made a rise. A rise was, I selected a male. He has been called Solomon. If you read about King Solomon, uh, ladies were his weakness. He could have had anything he wanted. He wanted a lot of ladies. I thought my male plant should be named Solomon because he's got a lot of kids everywhere, just like Solomon did. Um, that's some Rasta shit right there for you. A peek into, into my little Rasta brain. Anyway, that is the story, you guys, of Daybreaker. Daybreaker is not really my story to tell. That's another breeder story. I gave you my uh, my experience with it. I know that it came from the Gage Green group. Uh, it came from Mike and Keyplay. I got the seeds because I used to be a tester. I did not test the Daybreaker. I, I would not have bred with it had I tested it. It was already out. It was given as a gift. Free reign on breeding with that one. I don't think you should breed with the tester. That's uh, just another thing. So I got that one. I grew it. I fucking saw great potential in it. There's just something about, uh, I'm like a cannabis matchmaker. When I see two plants, I'm just like, dude, these two plants. It's like uh, fucking those people with matchmaking services or date makers or hooker up friends. You ever have friends that are trying to hook up to your friends? Like, yo, Bill and Susan should date. And then they do and they hit it off. And you're like, how the fuck did you know that? I just know that. I'm that kind of guy. I know that shit. I know that if plant A and plant B do the uh, the horizontal mambo. I know that their kids are going to be beautiful. Also, I'm at an, adva- at an advantage. I'm kind of cheating at this point. I know that my male plant, Solomon, is fucking magic. Anything that old Saul touches, he's going to turn into magic. He's just got the magic fucking, he's got the Midas touch, bro. Uh, he pollinates female plants and the offspring is just fucking awesome. Also, uh, I've got access to some of the most elite female plants on the planet. I've got access to a lot of stuff. Uh, I've got friends that will acquire or get me things however I ask. Uh, I can get whatever I want, you guys. And people uh, return me clones of things. If I breed something and they grow it and they find something stellar, a lot of times people offer to return me a clone. I've been taking more people up on those offers so that I could do some more uh, reversals and some different projects. But So I've got female clones, female plants that have been tried, true, tested. They've been through the ringer. I also have a lot of experience in the commercial uh, cultivation uh, what is it? Industry here in Colorado. So I've been to a lot of commercial grows and I went to a lot of them for extended periods of time. I would go to this one place for maybe a four to eight, maybe a 12, 16 week contract, uh, maybe a two harvest, full complete harvest contract. And I get to see their plants for two full harvests once or twice a week. Um, by then you learn that plant sucks. That plant's awesome. That plant sucks. That plant's awesome. That one right there talks to me. That plant right there says something. Can I get a clone of that? And then somehow we managed to get me a clone I get it in my fucking personal grow. We get rid of all the problems that came with that clone because it came from that dispensary grow. Clean it up, breed to it, and voila, we've got another magic ingredient to make more magic. My plants have been vetted and tested. I am kind of cheating, but I know that I've got successful breeding plants because of that. So that is the story of Arise. She tests super high. There's a full podcast about Arise. 
but I do enjoy kind of revisiting because it's been years since I did that podcast. That episode definitely wasn't a video podcast. Uh, Arise eats very heavy. Arise gets pretty tall. Uh, she takes well to defoliation. She can handle high temperatures. Uh, right now, it's probably kind of hard to get a rise. There are not a lot of seeds left, especially after this episode airs. They will sell out everywhere if it's not already sold out. Uh, SeedsHereNow.com. Also, check out IrieGenetics.com for a list of vendors and opportunities where you can find a rise. Not just a rise, but all of the strains that I'm putting out. I was going to wrap up the podcast, but since I'm teasing out, uh, teasing strains that I'm putting out, coming soon, you guys, if you've listened this far into this ramble cast of an episode, Coming very soon. Two new strains from IRE Genetics. If you've been watching social media, you may have seen me test these a couple of times. Uh, a few people out there are testing them. I'm waiting for some photos from other great testers. These will be released, I want to say fall, maybe winter of this year. If not early next year, I do need to make more. Uh, they're in the process. It just takes time. And it's it's honestly just me. I got to package it all up. Got to get it going. But they're coming. So let's talk about two new strains coming from IRE Genetics. I'm proud to announce. I'm going to use camera two for this one. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to announce the names of a couple of strains that I've been teasing and hinting at you uh, for a, quite a while. There's a cross. It is. Uh, which one do we do first? I've got notes here. The first one, I have taken a biscotti female. That's right. I've got the biscotti. Biscotti is an amazing plant, super dense bud. Uh, pastry flavors. It's called Biscotti for a reason. Shout out to my buddy Double Door Dank for throwing me that clone. The Biscotti has been pollinated by the Arise. So it is Biscotti to Arise. I use that King Solomon Arise cut. Uh, he's reliable. These plants put off confusing aromas. It's like skunky pastries. It's like chemical it's like chemical pastry, electrical fire and a pastry and crayons or something. It's really crazy smells. Um, that one is called Saka Souffle. And if you get Saka Souffle, more power to you. If you don't get Saka Souffle, that's just, you'll be okay. The strain will still grow for you. Now, the other strain that I want to announce the name of, uh, I was uh, gifted a clone of the Chem de la Chem. That is Chem D. Uh, it is Chem D crossed to the I-95. That comes from uh, JJ from Top Dog Genetics. You guys know how much I appreciate JJ. Great breeding, great plants. Uh, great parent plant, so the breeding is always going to be solid with that guy, and he's not going to put out anything that isn't fucking stellar. I've taken the Chem de la Chem, and of course I pollinated that one as well with the King Solomon cut of my Arise, the male, the popular King Solomon, the popular Arise. Uh, that one is called The Machine. So we've got Saka Souffle and The Machine coming soon. Once again, Saka Souffle is Biscotti to Arise. The Machine is Chem de la Chem to Arise. Uh, both are wonderful strains. They pass my testing requirements. Uh, great plants, good vigor, good potency, good terps. Uh, they qualify to be in my garden. They qualify to be in your garden. Big shout out to all the test growers who helped me out to get these strains out to market. Uh, wonderful test growers, wonderful grow reports, great photos. Uh, thank you. I truly appreciate it. And don't be offended if you have not been selected as a test grower yet. There's always new shit coming. Uh, pandemic year slowed down a lot of stuff. You guys, maybe next year you'll get an opportunity to be a tester. Keep those tester applications coming. There is a full podcast about being an IRE genetics tester. Don't be shy. Keep those coming. I do still have them on file. I do not delete them. I do not throw them away. There's a folder in my MacBook called uh, tester applications. It's in there. When I need testers, I start at the top and just start reading. I got a few set to one side. You're going to be next. I got a big pile to go through. I do not have a reject pile. You go to the bottom, maybe one day I'll email you and go, hey, you grow any more plants? You do any better? You make any changes? What's new in your grow? Maybe you'll get the opportunity to be a tester at that point. But 
don't be discouraged if you haven't been selected as a test grower for iRegenetics Genetics yet. The future is wide open. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, all you beautiful cannabis enthusiasts out there. I want to thank you again for listening to another episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, you know you can send me an email. The email address is at hotmail.com. Please don't be shy. Don't worry about my little ego. It will be okay. Let me know how you feel about the show. Also, if you want to help the show out, uh, if you learned a couple of things, if you feel like the show is educational, informative, entertaining, maybe I rescued your garden, maybe I told you some cool stories, uh, maybe you just want to throw me a tip uh, just because you thought I was cool or something, the Patreon is patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. Don't be shy. Help us out. Also, make sure to click like and click subscribe. That shit is free. You're just sitting there with your phone in your hand anyway click on some shit for me. Thank you. I do appreciate you. Also, check out my website, iregenetics.com. Lots of cool shit going on on there. I talk about that enough. Don't need to ramble about the website again. That is all I've got for you for this episode. The next episode will feature my buddy, White Mike. We're going to talk about a recent rule change here in the Colorado medical marijuana uh, rule scene. What is it called? Atmosphere, environment, Vacana space, whatever. I was doing so good until now. I fell apart here at the end. You guys, it is time to go take some dabs. Thank you for hanging out. I want to give a giant shout out to my buddy Black Thumb Grower. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me.